Hello, my name is David Owens, and this is another session of Two Fish and Five Lures, where we have conversations of faith and where we listen to each other and we talk about it and hopefully people are encouraged by what's being said. Now I'm going to bring to you a great couple, godly couple, and they have a lot to say. That's why they're on here today. And I want to bring in the Boykins, my brother, my brother Brian and his wife Yolanda. How are you doing today? Hello, hello, everybody. Doing well, thank you. Doing How are well. you? Oh, it is good. It is good to see you. I really thank you for saying um, saying you would be a part of this because it is great to uh, interview people of faith. Yeah. Well, thank you for having us. Uh, um, and and you know, I I think what I want to do first of all is uh, have you talk about each other first. That may be a better starting point. Okay, go ahead, Brian. <laughs> Why do you want me to start? No, not starting. Yeah, it, it, would, it, would probably, it would probably be better for Yolanda to talk about Brian and Brian to talk about Yolanda. Okay. Hey, give me some ideas. Thank you. <laughs> well, um, what can I say? <laughs> this is Brian, Brian Keith Boykin is my husband of almost nine years now. Um, we, nine plus nine. Nine plus nine. <laughs> we actually are actually, um, what do you call it? Reconciled unto one another. And we'll get into that later. But um, he's a great, he's a good man of God and he's a great teacher. I must say he's a great, great teacher. Um, sometimes I think the books get more attention than I do, but that's okay. It's the Bible. I won't fight for it, you know? <laughs> And he's a good leader. And he's in men's ministry at church and um, other things that other things in the way he pour into other men and other people. And um, he's a good husband. He's a good husband. He's a good friend. Um, he very simple. He's no no you know just no frills, no nothing. He's just very you know unlike me, who's a little bit of extroverty. You know mm -hmm. he's more introverty. <laughs> So you know, they kind of evened out a little there. But one thing I must say is that he's very supportive. Whatever harebrained idea I come up with, if I'm sitting down staring into space, he'll look at me and say, what are you thinking about now, dear? And I'm like, oh, I was just thinking. And I run it past him. Okay, what do you want me to do? So he's supportive of my ideas. And, you know, it, we just work well together. <laughs> Good. Good. Now, my brother. Okay. Yeah, this is my wife, Yolanda Boykin. Yes, her last name is Boykin because that's my last name. That means she's married to me. So let's, let's get that straight. I I I love how my wife comes up. What we just talking about ideas. It just pow. It it comes to her and say, you know what? I think we should do this or. I think this will be good and why don't we go here and why don't we go there? You know, for me, it, it, it might take me a couple of weeks to figure it out, you know, maybe maybe I should do this and then at the last minute, but she comes up right right with it right then and there. And it, it's good to have an extroverted wife because I tell people there are times, and you know, it's good to be an introvert and to think things through, but there are times when you, you, need, to, you need to be quick on the draw and come, with, come up with something 
instead of sitting there and say, okay, let's 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 think this over, let's plan this out. There are times where you you have to get on the ball and get moving. And I love that about my wife. I, I wish I had more of that, but that's why I have her because so she can do it. <laughs> very, very and I, and I'm thankful and I also thank God for her her um, administrative side because that's a that's an area where I need help all the time. And she she would come to me and say, okay, say this, no, write this, do it like that, turn this around, no, turn that back. No, no, you shouldn't have said it like that. You should have consulted me first. <laughs> well, I hear a lot of that too, brother. <laughs> you you're not the Lone Ranger. I hear a lot of it. Yeah. So I I I try to watch her when she what she does administratively because she has that in her and the the heart for for people is amazing come upstairs from the basement she has these games these boys are out here doing nothing won't you give them these games for them to do to keep them out of trouble or or something vacation bible school in a neighborhood i wouldn't have thought of that i would have just been in a house on my own mm. and it's things like that and watching her become or how she would interact with the neighbors and be neighborly with them. That's more than what I can do. So I, I take it from her from when she does that. And she's a, a beautiful woman. I did, let me tell you, um, she, she is beautiful, but I do question her taste in men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. My brother, you know, we, we you 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 said she fills in the gaps and you fill in her gaps. So I can see that you both work well together. And in my case, I'm the extrovert. I'm the guy that go out there hollering and screaming on the train. And my wife is back there. Come on, fool, sit down. <laughs> so so I I can understand that you you work well together. And the first and what I do want to discuss is I want to discuss your ministries, not your ministry, but your ministries. And you know what's at the core of your ministries, your focus? You know, for all the ministries, it all comes down to the Great Commission, to go and make disciples. That's what, that's what it's all about. Whether it's the men's ministry, next gen, women's, um, your single mother's, single mother's ministry, it, it's all the same. It's to go and make disciples that make disciples who make disciples. And to encourage, mm -hmm. to encourage and to give people hope, you know, with our, with the marriage, you know, with divorce being something that's given out like it's candy, like it's just, you go into a marriage thinking about your divorce, you know, we want to be able to encourage people to say that there is hope in marriage, you know, you can be married like our grandmothers and grandfathers 50, 60, 70 years, you know, you're going to have problems, it's not easy, mm -hmm. but it's worth it, mm -hmm. it's worth it. And whether or not you are divorced, you can be reconciled unto one another. But it's just a matter of you opening your heart to hear what God has planned for your marriage and being willing to accept his, his plan, mm -hmm. not yours. You know, and for the single moms, and that's dear to my heart is because I was a single mom. I was a teen mom and I was a single mom. And my son is now 40 years old, you know, and... It was difficult. My mom helped me, you know, but it was difficult. 
being a single mom because you really didn't have anybody to talk to how, about how you really felt and you felt hopeless. Like everybody's looking at me, I'm a statistic, I gotta do this right because I'm look, I, 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 if I do this wrong, they're gonna be like, what I tell you, you know? So always thinking about doing the right thing because what other people wanna say and then not having no one to talk to and then have no hope. I didn't want other moms to have to feel that. And I wanted to be able to encourage them and important to them and tell them that you are, you are worthy. You know, yeah, we all do things that we come off, we fall off, but you don't stay there. You know, you get right back up, you do what you have to do and take care of yourself and your child or children. But at the same time, surround yourself with people that are going to pour into you, they're going to encourage you. And it's not going to uh, beat you down for the mistakes. I'm not even going to say mistakes for the for the things that you've done in your life because we've all done some. And thank God for John to succeed. So mm-hmm. we all fall under that. Yeah, I I, 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 I I agree. It's always good to have someone who holds you accountable because if not, you're you're going to find yourself falling off or or drifting. And and it, just to have that person say, "Hey, come back." Let's go down the right path, not the path that you're starting to drift towards. And and I'm, and just just know that I'm I'm with you as well. Okay. Um, my name and, is- and uh, the men's ministry is uh, again it's the same. It's still, it's still about disciples making disciples, but at the same time, we still talk about stewardship, being able to or using a resource that God has given us to. to run the household. And that's what stewardship is about, running a household. We think stewardship is about finances. It's That's only part of it. Actually, if you read carefully, financially, that's the least important, but the most important is spiritual capital. That's the most important when it comes to, uh, yeah, she already told me, <laughs> told me don't start preaching, don't start teaching, because I, 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 I can rattle off in a second. I don't say much, but when it comes to stuff like this, I can't. I can't shat at. That's that's that's, that's fine. That's, that's fine. And 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 again, and also for our next gen ministry, it's the same. Leadership development and making disciples. Now, my my next question was: uh, Do you feel that it is your your zeal for ministry that brought you together? Or was ministry birthed out? We're having issues with the speaker. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. 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 Okay. Do do you feel that ministry has brought you together? Or do you feel that your zeal for ministry was birthed out of your relationship? Hmm. I think God reconciled us back together to be a witness to marriage and to reconciliation mm-hmm. and to encourage mm-hmm. others yeah. to, to, see, to see what God can do and that it is not over yet, you know? Um, as far as our individual uh, ministries that we do, you know, the men's and the next gen and the women, um, I think I said earlier, it came out of how I felt and I didn't want anyone else to feel that way. You know, so, or it's, and I know that I can't avoid them feeling that way, but I just to let them know that they're not by themselves and that someone is there for them. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was something that was birthed out of, of, I guess, experience, you know, 
And I guess the same thing with the marriage, you know, God used our downfall in our marriage, you know, to, like I said, be a witness, you know. Yeah, it's a testimony. Yeah, it's a testimony. It's a testimony. That's the word definitely, I'm looking for. <laughs> definitely a testimony mm -hmm. to, um, to, to uh, what God can do. Here, here is a marriage that died, but look at what happens after some years. It's been resurrected and it's back to life again. And not, not just back to life, it's it's been restored. And that's how we how we see it. Okay, I gotta stop because I'm about to start again. About to start teaching yeah. again. <laughs> but no, that's but that's that came together, you know, like I said, I think all of it came together before and during. You know, it's and it it, it uh increased as we got married as we were married and um my favorite scripture is jeremiah 20 11, for i know the plans i have for you right god knew the plans he had for us okay mm -hmm. during the entire time we never married anyone else mm. i was asked but then they showed the true colors god revealed the true colors to me so i never even walked down the aisle two times so during that time god he said, no, I have this path for you. You just don't know it yet, you know? And I can, be, I can remember when during the time of the uh, 18 years, I, I would call Brian every once in a while. Hey, how you doing? And I'm saying to myself, why hasn't he come back to get me? Mm. So my desire was for him. He didn't know it, but God knew it. Mm. Mm. Uh, God knew it. He fulfilled it. a wonderful testimony. And, um, what I one of the things that um, that sparked in my head when you were saying about how you know it didn't work out the first time because he was not a man of, he was not a man of God he didn't we wasn't saved and I know that many times women will say I'm going to marry him and change him I'm going to make him um, into what he's supposed to be a lot of a lot of women marry somebody with that with that intention uh, what would you two say that you two experienced married people say to something like that. Well, that wasn't the case. He tricked me. <laughs> when, when you were home, when you were in the military, he would come home to visit oh, me. And he, he would go to church with me right over the Christ Center. He would go to church with me and everything. Once we got married, I found out he was an atheist. So he tricked me. <laughs> I like to hear Pastor Stephen preach. He was funny. <laughs> but I didn't know he was an atheist, a non-believer until after we were married. <laughs> mm. And I was like, what? And my walk was not the way it is now. I mean, I've gone to Christ Center since I was nine years old. I've gone there, and but my walk was totally different. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't, you know, you know, sanctified, holy, things like that. But I was shocked, you know. So it is just it's, it's funny because, like you said, usually the woman said that she's gonna change them, and then I was already married. So I was like, oh, okay. What do I do with that? <laughs> oh. oh, so you deceived her, brother. Mm. <laughs> oh, where, what, what, me? Moi? Never. You wouldn't do anything like that. <laughs> uh, and you know, and, it, and it's amazing because I have my, my brother, he's already ordained and and licensed and everything, and he would talk, talk church and talk Christian and you know I didn't want to hear that I didn't, I didn't want to hear it I mean that's how I thought then but 
even though even when he's even now when he doesn't speak that stuff, I still think what he says is mess. But that's okay. Yeah. That's, that's something different. They have a robbery. Yeah. But, you know? yeah. but yeah. um, yeah, and it, it's funny how God worked um, both of us individually in that state of divorce. You mm. know, and we come to find out after we were married this time <clears throat> that we both got baptized the same year, probably about a month or so apart. Okay. You know, yeah. um, I at that time my relationship grew with Christ. I started understanding more about what it is that he about how he you know how he feels about me. You know, I was always wanting to please and you know want to worry about people say, but it's I found out it was really he was the only one that was important. And at the same time, he was convicting him as well. So we were simultaneously being convicted at the same time and did not know it. Okay. So that's why I said yeah. the plans he had for us, we had no idea. Yes. Yeah, yeah I know. And I, I I ran away from a relationship too. Um, the deacon at my former church tried to tried to hook me up with his sister-in-law. I mean, he I never saw anyone be so diligent about it. And I ran away. I, I, just, I just wasn't ready. I'm sorry. I wasn't ready. I ran away from that one. But the Yolanda was right that God, yeah. God had in mind um, no man could uh, open those doors that he had shut. So that that is that is a great story. And it, you know, that's a, that is a great testimony, particularly to people that get divorced or get married, that there's something that they should hear. You know, I, I know that um, there's many times where people, they, they believe in like no fault divorces, where they just, as soon as somebody looks at them the wrong way, it's over, I'm gone. Um, mm -hmm. There is something to there to stick to it and to, yes. to, to benefit. Yes. yes, but you have to realize your fault in your marriage or your actions in your marriage. Mm -hmm. And that's when, that's when God started working on me. And in our divorce, I wrote him a five or six page letter letting him know, Okay, this was part. This was my part in this marriage. This is why this marriage did not work because I, not because you, but because I. Hmm. And I had to. That's something that I had to come to terms with myself and with God, and to be honest with Him that it wasn't just you, as I was saying. Oh, you didn't do either. Reality was, it was I. That's rare. That's rare. Did you did you write her a letter saying what your fault was? No, she wrote me a letter saying what my faults were too. <laughs> no, because <laughs> uh, because no, I wasn't I wasn't concerned with that. My thinking was it's over. Okay, time to move on. That's how I felt. I'm but let me ask you a quick question: Who who which one of you had the idea that it was over first, or did you both come to that? Understanding at the same time. She called me one day. We, we were separated. And she called me. And because I hadn't spoken to her, I don't know how many weeks it was. And I just said, forget it. And she said, well, I can, I don't, I'm paraphrasing. I, I know now that it's, it's not, it's not going to work. It's not. So let's just go ahead and file for divorce. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, down south, we were down south, so you have to be separated, legally separated for a year. And then everything, you know, goes into divorce. And that came close to that time. And a lot of, and people be careful who are pouring, pouring, you know, stuff into your ear. Because people were telling me, oh, girl, you, you can do somebody better than that. You just, they were telling me stuff like that. They weren't encouraging me. And that's why I think that I made that phone call to him, like, listen, you not, you know, I expected him to make all the moves and me make, make none. And they were telling me, you the prize, you this and this and that, you this and that. And I'm listening to that. And then that's what I made that phone call. Mm -hmm. So you got to be very careful of who's giving you advice. If they're not giving you godly wisdom, you need to run. Yeah. And then after a while, when, when, uh, let's see, I had to, we had to pay a certain amount of, uh, for the, for the divorce and I gave the money. I think I gave it to you mm -hmm. and there weren't any papers coming through. So I've, this was, now I got bold and I lifted up, I picked up the phone and I asked, okay, what's going on? Well, uh, we supposed to be divorced. What happened? You know, that was real bold. You know, I, was, I couldn't call her and ask her, how are you doing? How's everything? Only thing that was in my mind was, we supposed to be divorced already. What, what's going on? But it was really final. It was really final. Wow. For me, it was a little bit glimmer of hope, but for him, it was final. Okay, I told you, she's a beautiful woman, but I question her taste in men. Telling you. Well, I, I and, and this was this wasn't a question, but um, what made you get back together? You tell the story, dear. Right. Tell the story. Go ahead and tell it. Rice. Okay. <laughs> um, long story short, he called me on the phone and I saw his name come up and I was like, oh my God, he's gone. Because he never calls me. I always call him. So, and I said, hello. He was like, yeah, I want to know, do you know how to use a rice cooker? Now, being as though my relationship with God has very increased and, you know, I don't want to lie. So I pulled up Google. How to use a rice cooker <laughs> while I had him on the phone. I put him on speaker. I said, sure, I know how to use it. All you have to do is, and I'm reading. <laughs> Didn't want to lie, so I'm reading. <laughs> and so I asked, then I asked him, I said, what do you need it for? And he told me he was having church members over to the house. And um, I said, okay, fine. And, I, and me being an entertainer, I have everything. So, oh, you know, God. I have all kinds of party stuff. So I asked him, did he have a setup? He said, no, I offered to come set him up uh, for his party. And he, then at the time he offered for me to come join them. Hmm. Um, so, you know, I was doing something for our church for the seniors that same night. And I said, I'll see. Good old mother bird, sister Bev. Beverly Adams. Beverly Adams. Bishop, Bishop it was her, it was her because I was working with her, setting up for the seniors for the next day, and I got tired. I said, well, I'm not going. I'm tired. She said, you better go in there, put that red lipid on, and get over there. <laughs> and I was like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> so, and when I came over, they were finishing up, and that was it. We were on the phone every day, and it just got just, we just took off. <laughs> Uh, Brother Owens, <laughs> let me add to that story about being on the phone. It was like this. It was like this. Well, you know, I am a Christian woman, 
and I am single. <laughs> I'm not dating. I'm not seeing anybody. <laughs> she gave you the so resume. What's <laughs> so, so what's up? <laughs> so you tell me, what's up? <laughs> so she made it clear to you, huh? Oh, yeah, definitely. So it was slow. All them years, I'm calling you, and I'm like, okay. I wasn't slow. No, I had to just be blunt. I knew exactly what I was doing. <laughs> uh, that, and, then, and then, again, from that, it's it was, we're married again. And going back to Hershey, going there to the weekend to remember, catching that fever, that bug to help other marriages, especially after what we had just gone through. And we we give the, the volunteers who we with our story and they love it. They love they love to hear that story. And we just had the weekend to remember again this November. And there's one brother, he he's calling me over. He said, yo man, yo, 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 tell tell everybody what happened, man. Tell me a story. Tell me a story. Tell them, tell them. I can't tell everyone that's in here, but I, it was a quite a few of them that heard our story of, of reconciliation. And, and we were so touched by that from what we got from the weekend to remember that we, we just wanted to give back. I guess you say like that, give back to others. Cause they're, and we see it, we, and we see it on the, the weekend to remember there are marriages that are struggling. Mm -hmm. I mean, they are, they are on the brink. We're on the brink. They have a wife falling to my arms crying. Mm. I'm at the aisleway and she just comes running, falling into my arms crying. I'm about to cry again. I mean, just in need of prayer for her husband and for herself. And, you know, and I'm asking God to give me the right words to say because I don't mm -hmm. know her because she mm -hmm. just fell into my arms crying. You know, so just to be able to do something like that and to be there for somebody, uh, it, it's, it's a great feeling and I just thank God for the journey that we have to go through in order to get to this point and I'm looking forward to more of the journey you know him pouring into us and us learning lessons from the things that we've done it's easy when I want to tell people that it's easy when you have a testimony and you've lived it it's easy to take that testimony for granted you don't think about what you've gone through. You don't think of it as something, you know, just because you've lived it, it's like, okay, you know. But when people come to you, like you said, and say, tell your story, story. And I was like, what? It was, we just was reconciled. <laughs> yeah. But then I thought about it and I said, y'all have to forgive me. I took, I took our story for granted because there is a story there that's, that's meant to be heard to us for others to be encouraged. And I need to really repent and say, God, please forgive me for not, you know, um, it's like seeing a miracle and then not believing that he's still Jesus. You know, you performed a miracle and I'm acting like it was nothing. Mm. You know, so remember when you, when you have your journeys and you have your um, testimonies, don't take it for granted and don't, don't, diminish it because it was all God. Mm -hmm. hmm. that, that is excellent. Um, what do you both feel? You can answer this differently. We got a... I have this old computer. Fix this. 
speaker. Okay. What do you both feel? And you can answer this differently because you may feel differently. Is, is your greatest ministry success? Greatest ministry success. Um, uh, let's see. You know, I, I now I'm, I'm looking at next gen. I'm going to look at that one first. I think the greatest success in there is to have the brothers and sisters that are part of it now to move away from believing that discipleship was all about putting on events and hoping that others will come to Christ. But now they realize that the great commission, what the great commission is, is to go and make disciples or as you go, make disciples. They finally got that in within them and they believe that. And, and it's, and it goes further than just making disciples and also developing leaders at the same time. So the making disciples and developing leaders, that I believe that's a, that's a success because we can make it easy. It's okay, let's just put on a play and bring people to church and not actually go out. That's, I put it like that. That was a great success too, that see them mobilize so they can go out into the community and preach the gospel to them. Do you have one, Yolanda? He's talking to you, dear. Um, for my single mom's ministry, uh, I think my, I feel so my greatest success is when I still have a relationship with some of the moms years later. They still call me and my opinion and my godly, they seek godly wisdom from me, you know, years later. And I'm seeing pictures as the babies are growing, you know, um, and they're seeing that they're not by themselves, but they can still call on me. And I lead them to, I lead them, like, you know, you can call them, let's go to the Bible, <laughs> you know. But it, I, I think that they've opened up. They weren't pretty, they weren't open people, you know, because they're in homes, they're in, in the group homes with their children, meaning they had no one else. So for me to be able to come to them and have them allow me into their space, you know, and all due to my total transparency to them, that I'm not trying to pull a wool over your eyes and to develop that relationship with them that even years later, I'm still in contact with maybe two or three of them and I'm seeing the babies grow and they're still calling me. What do you think? You know, so I think that is a, a, a a great, what is it? Um, what's the question? <laughs> Win or whatever. Success. I'm sorry. I, I, I got to notice that I that the thing is getting ready to shut down about 10 minutes. Yeah, I see. But I, I see list, listening to both of you, I would tell you that your greatest ministry success, marriage is a ministry. That's your greatest yes. success. That I that I've observed yes. for you. So be before we get off, I do want you both to give an opportunity to speak to somebody out there, to 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 encourage somebody about marriage, about ministry, about whatever, about whatever God has placed on your heart. I want to give you that opportunity right now. You know, we have um, we have a small group discussion coming up in January. It's called Your Marriage Has a Mission. It's going to be starting at the end of January because 
yes, we we do all things, we do things as a marriage, but at the same time, our marriages can be used and to help disciple others to also have godly marriages when they see the when they see the light of God shining through a marriage. So so what I have to say to others others is you have a marriage and we do everything for the glory of God. So what what better way than to help other marriages as well so they can also be equipped to help other marriages or like we say be disciples who make disciples. And I, my my thing I would like to say is marriage is a wonderful thing, okay? It's a wonderful thing, but you can't go into it like you can't go into it thinking you're going to change one another. Okay, and you, when you go into it and you're thinking about going to it, seek godly wisdom before you do anything. Okay, not only for your marriage, for you as a couple, for you, but also for you as an individual. You know, because you say you think you love this person. We had the opportunity to, to mentor someone and come to find out, we decided they weren't ready for marriage. They didn't like it. They don't longer want to be mentored by us. But this is where you have to have an open heart and open mind that you have to work before the work begins. Before the marriage begins, you have to work. Mm -hmm. So listen to wise counsel, seek wise counsel, godly wisdom, okay? And always seek God first in all that you do. And even in when you feel like you already asked this young lady to marry you, Lord, is she the one? You know, show me, you know, I know how I feel, but that's different. You know, I feel we can, we can lie to it, <laughs> but seek God first and all that you do. And when you, once you get married, keep him, like our pastor likes to have that triangle. God is right up here. Mm. He's right up here. Okay. Up. He's up. And then we're down here. So, okay. So if you keep him at the top of your marriage and everything, even when you're fighting, when you're arguing, you're disagreement, it's not time to say, oh, we're going to divorce. No, that's when you really run to him. And you seek, you call that pastor, you call that couple that you admire, you have a godly marriage, and you seek counsel. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's what I would like to say and encourage. Don't give up. You're not by yourself. Marriage is a piece of work, but marriage is a wonderful thing. Oh, and I have one more thing. One thing I learned when I was in the military is said that when you want to get promoted, you start doing the roles and responsibility of the rank that's ahead of you. So they won't have to guess that, oh, should, should we promote this person? No, this person is already is ready to be promoted because he or she is doing what the other rank, the higher rank is, is required to do. And this is the same thing when it comes to marriage. You want to, you want to be a man, a husband, you start doing some things as a, what a husband would do already. Mm -hmm. And what I like to teach next gen is you, you live a life of dying and rising. You, know, mm -hmm. you die to the things of this world and then, and then you rise above that. So as a godly husband and a godly wife, you start working and doing things just as a husband or a wife would do, but not, not every, all not, not everything. 
And they think it's seeking wisdom. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's mainly it. Not everything. <laughs> so, so, so when when the two of you get married, there won't be any questions. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, will will there, will there be a question in my head? Is, is this person really the right one? But you have seen what he or she has done as a godly man and a, and a godly woman who was who has set God first in their hearts and everything. And is and not only that is who looks out for your own welfare as well. So you say, okay, I do believe this is the one. He or she has prepared, but that preparation was always seeking God first. Well, I, I have really enjoyed these conversations. I have uh, I've learned something. Thank you for teaching me, sister. Uh, but you, you, you both, you both are, you both look good together, and I'm glad to hear we about look Yeah, yeah, I'm, somebody preached about that. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but but you do, and I am glad to know both of you. Um, God bless you, and uh, this will be the end of this session of, of Two Fish and Five Blows. We hope that you tune in next time. God bless you. Have a great day. God bless, bless everyone. You, God bless you. All right, everybody. I will see you later. Thank you so much.